0: Welcome to the 13th Hour Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Blum, and this is episode number 428, and this is another like a hood ornament segment. Have a little thing that I'm going to be doing today. I'm going to be opening and showing on the show. And so it has actually a visual component to this. Um, and I have just finished actually one other thing. So I was actually just putting the some finishing touches on these little boxes that I've been making for some more Lego Rocketeer figures. And these were part of a fundraiser that I have been doing for a while, actually. I started doing this, oh, I think it was a, It's over a year ago now, maybe more than that, year and a half, maybe two years, I don't know. But uh, Lego Rocketeer figures, I originally started out making them for my kids. And just also, just for me, just wanted to have one else that would be kind of cool to see if I could make a little Rocketeer figure. And it involved a whole bunch of things. Casting and making stuff, shrinking stuff down from resin. And so, what I originally had done is I had a mold of the jet of the rocket pack. It was bigger, and I had to make a mold of that and then shrink that down using a mineral spirits technique. And so, there's that. And then, uh, I forget what I did with the helmet. I think I had molded. No, I had sculpted part of. I sculpted the helmet out of an initial. There's a blank or some helmet that looks similar, I think, then made a mold of that and then a number of resin copies. So the the helmet and the rocket pack are made of resin. And then there was a whole bunch of Lego sourcing of parts. And uh, that was much more involved than I ever anticipated it would be because Lego stuff is expensive. Uh, but there are cheaper ways to get it, and especially if you get it in bulk, which is usually why I end up making several figures at a time. So uh, that part was fun finding all the different parts, and then I had to figure out how to make like little decals essentially for the faceplate, for the you know the helmet, and also the chest. Uh, that so that it involved like almost everything, like you know that because that part was done on Photoshop, and then figuring out how to print those things out. So it's quite involved actually. And then I made a little presentation box with it for for the sake of. Of shipping these things, and also have them as, as you know, because they're essentially a collectible. And I wanted them. You could have a, a little display box that was clear that you could open, and it would hold the rocket pack, the helmet, two two firearms, the Thompson and a Mauser pistol that he has, and then the regular figure, of course. And the figure is sort of you know has an interchangeable head, and you can take that off and put the rocket pack and the helmet on. So that all all had to be fitted and everything like that. And some some of the figures turned out, the tolerances were a little bit better than others. And that's sort of the nature of like everything is hand fitted. But um, overall, it worked out pretty well. And uh, so I've made, I don't know how many of those. I think it was the original run was either six or 12. I can't remember what that was. But anyway, they, they basically sold out of those. That was a charity fundraiser for, initially it was Hero Initiative, and then lately it's been uh, Harry Cell Leukemia Foundation. Done a number of sort of like variants, like some slightly different pants, slightly different like torso, depending on what I could find. I, I just made six more, uh, and there's going to be a seventh that I'm working on, just depending on how many parts I had, and I had to do the cases. So the cases are made from like, is like a plastic clamshell type thing, and then there are layers of foam that make the bed of it. And so I had to cut those out. This part was more tedious, cutting them out. And then I was actually just before this using a soldering iron to sort of smooth out layers of foam and then make it so it's a little bit more... It's a little looks a little nicer because when you cut it out with foam with just a, a knife, it gets kind of jagged. And so I was using the soldering iron to make the the foam smooth. And uh, it kind of stinks. I was like wearing a... I was wearing a mask while doing it because it it creates a bunch of fumes, um, probably not the uh the greatest thing to be breathing in I figured so yeah, so there's that and so those are those are pretty much done. I have the cover art that is basically done it's like it's a slip cover that fits over the little case and uh, those are printed out and I just have to glue those glue those together and then those things will be done but one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this thing is that this was a little presentation box. It fits in the palm of your hand. And it kind of, one other thing I I thought about was maybe putting it in like an Easter egg or something like that. You know, when I was a kid, and you can still see this in like supermarkets and other places like that, the little capsule toys type of deal, like a, in a, like a vending machine where you put in, at the time it was like a nickel or a quarter, uh, no, well, I don't know if it was ever nickel, It was a dime, a dime or a quarter, and you could get like candy or a toy. The toy was always pretty junky. I mean, it might have been worth a quarter, but probably produced for much less. Like a little, it would be like a super bounce, like a bouncy ball, or I don't know, some other things like that were made of relatively cheap plastic. But they would come in these little capsules, and you could uh, put them, you could collect them, and you didn't really know what you were going to get. So, it was like the equivalent of like uh a blind bag they have these things now like in stores like you know Walmart and other places like that and then hobby stores where you can get a little box or a little um bag of some usually it's like a character and lego had their own like minifigures that are that are in a bag you don't know what you're going to get it's a little bit like like getting baseball cards or something like that you, you buy a pack. You don't know what it is or what's going to be in it. And then you open it. And so as a collectible kind of element to it. And so... The thing with the uh, the vending machine thing was you could actually see a whole they would have like a display in the front where you they'd have all the different things you could get and you'd be like oh I want that one but you never really knew which was going to come out of the machine so this kind of like reminded me of that where because it's in a such a it's like a little palm-sized case when I was doing it that way I was it was kind of a throwback to the the, the way things were packaged when I remember them especially when they were imported from Japan. And so I think I have another one here. It's put out by the same brand. I think Tomy, I think. Oh no, this is a different brand. I saw these. This is a little little box which uh, has a, a car in there. It's about the size of a micro machine. This is sort of how I remember things being packaged when it came to stuff I would see as a kid in places that had a lot of import toys, like in... Uh, you know, Chinatown and stuff like that. This. this is stuff that was imported from Japan. And the Japanese are amazing when it comes to packaging. They really, they really are. They have a interesting aesthetic for this kind of stuff. And it just is a little bit different than what you tend to see in the States. And so with these little, little, little cars, I'll include like a I'll include like um, some pictures of them and things like that. I I wanted to recreate something that that was kind of like that. And so it's a throwback to, to that particular style of packaging in that era of import toys that had that certain aesthetic. So today, one of the things I recently found is that there are these toys that are, and this is definitely much more of a thing in Asia called, I think it's pronounced gashapon, if I'm not mistaken, which I think is like an onomatopoeia kind of term based on I guess like the cranking of the dial and then the sound of the capsule hitting the metal plate where you receive it. So, or at least that's, that's, that's my impression of it. I could be misquoting that or getting that wrong, but I have not seen sort of this this type of machine in this country but i think i've seen it elsewhere in hong kong maybe taiwan but the idea is that as opposed to a very cheap toy that would come out like a cost like a couple cents to produce these are ones that are much more complicated and higher quality and they're often like little figures or robots or licensed products. Today I have one for the Rocketeer. Now I have no idea I had no idea that this sort of thing existed, and I happened to just snag one on eBay. And I don't know if they're available in this country, but apparently they are in Japan. So it's put out by Takara Tomy Arts, and it is, I guess it's a licensed Disney thing. And it says the Rocketeer Movie Collection, and there are four parts, four things to collect rather. We can get some, uh, I'll, I'll look in here and see what's in, Because there's a QR code for something here. It's—it's. It's, we'll go see what that is about. But anyway, there are four parts and we have a figure, we have a helmet. We have a rocket pack and then a little stand. So, I thought we'd open these up and kind of take a look and see what these are. Okay, so the first thing we got here is we have a helmet. This one is it's meant to be like a keychain essentially, and you could it has one of those little metal ball kind of things like that you could stick on keys. And it actually is hollowed out, so you actually could put it on a on a head maybe for like a 12 inch style figure. The cool thing about it is that the grill is actually cut out. And so it's a really nice, it's a really nice uh, sculpt of it. And this is, you know, you could totally, you know, I was talking about taking things and shrinking them down before. You could totally make a sculpt of this or a, a mold of this, I bet, and shrink it down and have a great figure, a helmet for a smaller size figure. So the cool thing about this is if you can find this, if you want to make your own figures, like when I had done, the helmets that I'd recently done for these Rocketeer figures, I had to do a, I had to do a lot of that by hand. And so, if you have something that's pre-made already, that's great. The next thing, and this is this is another great example, is the rocket pack. And this is another one that's meant as a keychain, and I think because it's got the little metal ball thing. And then yeah, there is a uh, on the back. There's like straps and things like that. So if you wanted to actually again make a, you can make a mold of this. And then you could actually use this for figures of your own. I mean, I think these are pretty much, I don't know if that's, that's not exactly as, that's not to scale because the, the helmet and the rocket pack are of different scales But that's okay. This would be for like, I don't know, maybe like a six inch uh, style figure maybe. I think that would probably fit this one. But it's really well done. The detail and everything like that. You can even see like all the little rivets and things like that. And then the uh, the tubes are coming out of the rocket pack there and here. And these little, whatever those are, these little blast shields. Yeah, just really well done. And if you had to try to do this yourself, like do this by hand, forget it. Again, you could take this sort of thing, make a mold of it. And then, and then, so what I've been talking about with uh, mineral spirits is that when you're making the the silicone mold, you actually pour a certain amount of mineral spirits in there. I forget the ratios I use. I always have to kind of look them up, but pour it in there. And then the mineral spirits will then diffuse out over the course of a couple days. And then it'll therefore shrink the mold. And then what you have is something that will shrink down it won't shrink it down by half probably maybe like by about a quarter or so so you may have to do it more than once but if you want to if you have something that is already sort of the right shape or sort of the right size and you want to shrink it down by a few degrees of magnitude then that's a pretty good technique to use i think you could you could definitely do it with these these are quite well done and then so we have this this little stand so this one is, I don't exactly know what this is. It looks, oh, you know what it is? It's a, it's a, it's an art deco uh, display kind of thing of the movie poster where the Rocketeer is taking off and it's done in that art deco style. And it's meant to just sort of stand up like this. Uh, that's really, that's really pretty cool. It's a, it's a, it's a, like a little display kind of thing. And it's made of, it looks like it's made of, some kind of, it looks like metal. It has a metallic paint on it, but it's made of some kind of soft plastic, but it fits together two pieces. Anyway, these things are obviously supposed to fit in a little ball, you know, a little capsule. So these would fit quite well, either of these things. And now here for the piece de resistance here, we have the figure. All right, we got three parts here for the figure. So we have the legs, and again, it has to come apart, right? The figure has to come apart to fit in the capsule. So we have legs that are separate, and then we have some boots that go on here. Let's see. Oh, look at that. Wow. God, I would have killed for something like this as a kid. It's so well done. It's so well done. I can't get over it. And again, this is one of those ones where if you wanted to make your own figure... You know this—it doesn't move, right? So the the pieces are everything is it's in PVC or something like that, and everything is is in place. the The nice thing about that is it's very bendable. You don't have to worry about this sort of thing breaking, and you could, of course, take it apart if you wanted to fit it into a smaller case. But if you wanted to use elements of this, like the head and the pack, I think in particular, uh, those are those are much more difficult to do, or if you actually wanted to do the chess piece, you could actually take this and make a mold of it, and it's so easy to do because the pieces are already segmented, right? So you could actually make, if you wanted to use this, you could actually make a mold of this part right here, just like this, maybe this part right here for the head, you can make a mold of this, or the whole, the whole thing together would be a little bit complicated if you had to a figure a, a second one of these things, and you wanted to say cut it up, like cut off the arms and stuff like that, you could have a pretty good, a really good mold with just the uh, just the torso, and then put your own arms on it, and then again a different one for the head. But that's that's assuming that you want to do that. I mean, this just by itself is a it stand. Let's see. Yes, it does. Yeah. So it's a position of the rocketeer. It's a it's a he's uh, looking to his right. He's got his pistol in his right hand. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the towards the end of the movie where the Rocketeer is just about to take off, and he's kind of looking back at the uh, Griffith Observatory before he starts to fly away. So it kind of referencing that scene, I, I imagine. But I, the detail on it, with all the buttons on the jacket, and then the the straps that go in and out of the the leather jacket, are really nice. And then of course a lot of the details on the pack itself, not as detailed as this one, but I mean it's 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 smaller. It's like three and three quarter scale. And then the the helmet, of course, well done. I I don't own any of these Gashapon type things, and I didn't get this out of a vending machine. I just bought all four. It was a, it was a a lot type thing where they had all four of them. I got all four of them, and uh, I'm really glad I snagged it. So if you can find them, uh, I found one. Uh, I found this on eBay. And if you look around, I, I just typed in. Well, I guess I, I didn't look specifically. F- I don't know if I looked specifically for it. I found it by accident. I don't remember. But if you lo- if you type in rocketeer gashapon or rocketeer capsule toys or Google it, I mean, because I mean, it's available obviously out there, and I bet you'll be able to find it so uh, what i'm going to do i'll take some pictures of these and uh, put them up there as you go along with the show notes if you are interested in a couple of these rocketeer things that are going on sale i don't think i have any right now because i think it's sold out of them but the rocketeer lego figures they'll be on the etsy shop uh, shortly and those all proceeds will go to a national hairy leukemia foundation In honor of Dave Stevens, and then uh, the figures that I've been making. Those, the only thing left to do is the packaging, really. And then I'm making. uh, I have the stuff to make a basically like a, like an enemy rocket man, a German rocket trooper. So I have the pieces of that. I'm going to be using the same sort of base figure for that. Again, those have to be done, and then I'll make some packaging for that. But again, those will be other fundraisers that will. Again, go to the National Harry Cell Leukemia Foundation in memory of Dave Stevens. That's uh, that's the, uh, the Brock tier episode for, today, for this week. You can find all of that of uh, the links to that in the show notes. Thanks, as always, for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Hey, a couple last-minute things before you go. Thanks for listening to this show. If you liked it, you can find many more on the website, 13thhr.wordpress.com, or or on your favorite podcasting platform. You can often find behind the scenes information about this show and other things that I do on social media such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll see links to those in the show notes. Sometimes people will ask me, how can I help contribute to the show or other things that that I do? And probably one of the easiest ways is by going over to Facebook and looking up the Facebook group called 13th Hour Arts. And it's a place for not only to discuss these kinds of things, but also, for you to share your own creative process and the things that you're doing that bring meaning to your life. You can also do things that are entirely free, such as leaving a review for a book, music, this particular podcast, share it with friends, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, email me, w-r-i-t-e-j-o-s-h-u-a-b-l-u-m at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions and comments. You can also leave a one-time donation over at Coffee, and that's ko slash 13 h h r. It's basically like a virtual tip jar kind of like the sort of thing like a piano player might have at a bar or something like that for a small amount you can also leave a donation on a monthly basis at patreon and that helps bring new things to this particular show and to support future projects and that's at 13th hour arts it's also a place for patrons to share their own creative process and the things that bring inspiration and meaning to them. I hope by sharing a little bit of the creative process in this particular show, it gets people to cultivate that aspect of their own life and to remember that those things are important even if you are an adult and you may not have time for it. Hopefully, by paying attention to those aspects in your own life, remember your own dreams and aspirations and help create a world and make a world that you want to be in. And at the end of the day, That's sort of what the 13th Hour is about. So thanks as always for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next week.